Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of JL's podcast. I am your host and this is a bonus slash intermediate episode. If you're new, why don't you consider subscribing? Um, if you've been with us and following on, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for lending your ear to us. Um, I want to encourage you to leave a review, um, a rating, wherever you're listening from. Get in touch with me. Let me know how this podcast is impacting you. Now, I got to let you know, this weekend uh, has been crazy for me. And, um, you know, there's some things that just came up and just threw everything out of balance. I will hopefully talk about that. Well, most likely talk about that in a future podcast. But I want to ask you, um, just in light of that, in light of the weekend that I've that I've had, how is your mental health? How are you going with your um, with your checks and balances for your mental health? With the things that um, I suppose you put in place, the the stuff, the flags, that maybe the boundaries that you need to have in order to keep yourself guarded, your mind guarded. Um, and so, you know, obviously, I'm going to elaborate. In, um, about this in a future in a future episode, um, and it will definitely be a lot about mental health. But how are you going? How are you going with it? Um, let me know how you're going with it. Maybe let me even know how I can be praying for you because um, you know it's not something that's always talked about, or you know, I mean, we don't have quite a lot of solutions for it yet. However, it's just it's something important um, that we. You know, you just, we just need to make sure that we maintain. Hey, speaking of checks and balances, today, um, today's podcast, what I got to let you know as well is that um, because of this weekend, if I haven't already, there goes my, <laughs> my mind's a bit of a, of a mush brain at the moment. But um, in terms of checks and balances, um, so next week we're going to have a guest, um, Globern, friend of mine, and she's going to be absolutely awesome. She runs a YouTube channel, and she's from the Philippines, moved here not too long ago. She's got an incredible story. I want to talk to her about her story, where she grew up, Philippines, obviously a different culture. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that, and hopefully I can get her in person. Otherwise, it'll be a fun conversation, which is fun as well, because I've got... Um, you know, I've got the ability to be able to pick that up. So, hey, let's get into today's podcast. It'll be a little bit shorter. Um, I just wanted to make sure that um, there's still, you know, there's still a consistency. There's something that I put out uh, just because uh, I really want to, you know, I want to keep that momentum going, but I also want to be putting out stuff that hopefully is uh, continuing to bless and help and create conversations, create thought that will lead you to, you know, have conversations for better um, and to promote, um, you know, to promote having these kind of healthy conversations. And so uh, I suppose, you know, let's get into it. Today's episode is um, titled Checks and Balances. And so I'm just going to look at a, at a story in Mark chapter 4 from verse 35. I'm just going to extrapolate. There's one word. Extrapolate a couple of um, key things that perhaps that can help as well with with mental health. Um, that can be useful to think about and to try and find application points of. Um, and so, going to be going from the story where Jesus comes a storm. I'll just read it. 
As evening came, this is from verse 35, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you see that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. I would also be quite terrified if that happened. Now, one of the things that um, I suppose that we probably don't get um, when it comes to stories like this, and especially stuff that we read off the pages that we're not privy to the nuances, the tone, the facial expression of, um, you know, of, of the people, unless it's actually exclaimed, unless it's explicitly written. Um, and so, however, given that, I just want, you know, I just wonder if there are a couple of things that we can take away from this that could help with, with, with moving forward in, in obedience, with moving forward and doing things that, that God has called us to. And, you know, perhaps you're in the middle of that, perhaps you're in the middle of doing the right thing, um, facing opposition. So what do you do? Do you, do you just stop? Do you go and question everything, question whether or not you heard from God? Hey, let's explore that a little bit. Now, let's talk about airplanes. Um, and one of the things is that, that happened to me probably in the past couple of years, is that we hired a, um, a small plane to go um, on Rottnest Island. If you live in Perth, you know what that is. If you don't live in Perth, it's a small, tiny little island, kind of like a holiday spot, really popular, very expensive to go across by boat from the mainland. I don't know why, but it is. And so we hired this little plane, and there was quite a lot of time taken by our pilot to do a lot of check, a lot of checks. And so he pulled out his nice checklist, which he had to fill, go through every single one of those dots. And I'm thinking, well, this is actually a 15 minute flight for which, well, 10 to 15, for which he's doing checks and balances that are, that are taking way longer than 15 minutes. And so I'm thinking, well, what's going on? Why so many checks and balances? And so after we were after we were up in the air, I, um, there was a little bit of um, wind turbulence. Ooh, what was that? There was a little bit of wind turbulence and the plane shook a little bit. And I wonder what would have happened if he had to check and <laughs> do the checks and balances while in the air or if um, he actually had to, if he had to, you know, go through the process of going, whoa, did I do this? Did I do that? How's my leveling? Whatever it is that plane pilots do to make sure planes fly. I have no idea. Anyway, wouldn't have been any help if he actually tried to do that while in the air. However, I'm glad he did it before because that bit of turbulence actually got me really thankful that he did his checks and balances. Now, um... One, one of the things that comes to mind when I, when I think about that experience is, and even in relation to this um, 
scripture is that one of the first verses here that we've read is Jesus saying to the disciples, let's go to the other side. And I'm thinking, well, okay, quite interesting because not too long after that, they, um, they actually encounter a storm while they're out. And so the second sort of extrapolation here is, you know, as, as, we're, as we're braving the wind, as we're facing stuff that perhaps we encounter because we're going and, and, and we're being obedient to Jesus, what is it that happens in our mindset? And how do we approach it? How do we see it? Because the way Jesus sees, I mean, he's asleep. Then he wakes up. I don't know if he's grumpy. That's why he rebukes the wind. Um, you know, <laughs> but regardless, uh, I, I wonder. I wonder what the the way they look at things, or Jesus looks at things versus his disciples, is in this at this point in time. One of the things that you would have heard quite popularly with preachers around, if you've heard a message on this, is that um, there is definitely a, a a confidence that is displayed, or lack of confidence as well, in the disciples when it comes to. What was the boat doing in the middle of the sea, in the middle of a storm? Why was there a storm when they were just crossing the, the, the thing there? And so Jesus sees that as he wakes up. You know, it's real quick. It happens really quickly. But his perspective is, hey, we're going to get to the other side. Whereas the disciples, they're really in the moment right there. Some expert fishermen who had fished all their lives. And so they would have known the waters, they would have known where they were and how treacherous that sea can be. However, them panicking is is a completely different level because now they not only know how treacherous that sea is, but they're freaking out. And if you've got expert fishermen fish, freaking out, there's something to be said there. And so uh, just wanting, you know, take two perspectives here, eagles and snakes. One of the things that you hear um, here is, is is the perspective here is completely different when it, when they're approaching the storm. One of the things that I probably don't really agree with personally is that um, slow and steady always wins the race. I think that's a misconception of how people are supposed to go about life, and I think it's only when we know what our pace is and we're walking it, that we'll actually be able to win our race um, because we're not called to win, to, to, to walk somebody else's race and to run it or to walk uh, somebody else's life. Although we're called to learn from others, it's, their pace cannot always be our pace. And while we may be companions in running, it, it, might, it might not be that. And so when it comes to perspective and the, and the way we look at things, is the difference is as stark as eagles and snakes. And while eagles see things differently, if you saw an eagle hanging out with a snake, it would look really odd and awkward. And so when, you, when, when these disciples are braving the wind, a clear example of the two completely different mindsets that are at work here is Jesus seeing a different perspective because how he responds to the sea and the waves shows um, that he has a different perspective versus um, the disciples. And so why do I use eagles and snakes as a metaphor here? It's just because of how they see things with snakes that are really close to the ground 
And eagles generally don't come to the ground um, unless they're, you know, they're hunting or, you know, landing, that kind of thing. Even their nests are quite high. They live in, um, in, in places and, and fly in places that give them completely different perspectives. So the same can be said here for Jesus. And so when we're braving the wind, there, there are specific tests that are happening there. One is the test of whether or not we know who we are. What is our perspective on who we are and who God has called or made or created us to be? Uh, because that's one of the perspectives with which Jesus quite confidently ministered to other people in that he knew not only what he brought to the situation, but he knew what he could bring to the situation because he knew who he was. And a lot of the time that that does affect what we're doing. And especially if we've just, you know, if we're walking, doing the right thing, we're following God and, 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 and then stuff just happens. It hits us. We're in a place where maybe we're facing a little bit of opposition um, or a lot of pain, suffering because of obedience. And I want to encourage you to, to go back and to, to go back and to look back and sort of go, hey, hey, who God? Who does God say that I am? Not only that, but also remind yourself of the words of God, because one of the things that Jesus did say is, let's go to the other side. Perspective is different. When you brave the wind and you're facing circumstances, the other the other test is, what are you going to bring? What are your gifts and talents? What what have you got in the middle of the storm? And one of the things that I love here is that um, looking from the outside in, what I can what I can see with the story unfolding is that Jesus says, let's go to the other side. And in the middle, as he faces this with his perspective on who he is and what he brings, it, it, what he brings kind of helps to define who he thinks he is. Not only that, but also whether or not he's going to trust the words that was said at the beginning. The same challenge is for the disciples. And, and, you know, Jesus does say this quite a few times in John that he only does and says what he sees the Father. So essentially, he's pretty much saying the words of the words of Father as he says, let's go to the other side. And one of the other things as well that I observe of this is not just that Jesus steps out, out of who he is and he brings who he is to the situation but he leans into the challenge with confidence. Um, and, and I mean, I don't know what that, what that looks like for you in your respective situation, but what does it mean for you to lean into whatever challenge you've got into, with, with confidence from God? It doesn't mean things get fixed. It doesn't mean you stop being fearful. It doesn't mean you, you ignore the reality of what you're going through. But if we look at the perspective with which we're, with which God informs us on the situation, with does that change something? Does that perhaps bring a different color, a different light? Um, does that empower a different kind of thinking pattern that will uh, that will that will help? And this is perhaps the point where we, you know, I suppose for me, it's the checks and balances process comes in. And it's the day-to-day mundane stuff like checking an airplane for almost half an hour, 
<laughs> for a 10 to 15 minute flight comes in, but it's day-to-day, -day, mundane, uh, perhaps habitual, not so exciting, sometimes not so exciting parts of life, like, you know, on a practical level, doing up your bed, on a very practical level, continuing to pray every day, reading your Bible, reading a devotion, reflecting on it, um, soaking in worship, if that's your thing, making sure that you're exposed to nature, if that's your thing, um, but all for the for the point of engaging with and hearing from God and getting a word from God that, that, will, that will ground us when we take flight, when we step out. And what, is, what does that mean for you? What does that look like for you to not only be in a space and, and create a space where you hear from God, but to internalize those words so that they will sustain you when the time of testing comes. Because you're going to bring not only who you are, you're going to bring a, a, um, a strength that either is your own or a strength that is from God that will increase your confidence and your ability to be able to walk through this. Hey, I'm not promising you that it's going to be, you know, two weeks or you have this mindset and two weeks later it's done, whatever situation you're facing, or tomorrow everything is fixed or the day after, the day after that, or the day after that. Because one of the things as well that you notice in this story is that Jesus is sleeping in the boat. I mean... You've done all your checks and balances. Yep, got the rider going, you know, did my devotion. I'm consistent with this, got great relationships. I'm hearing from God. La, 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 la. But Jesus is sleeping in the middle of my storm. What's our response? And so part of the checks and balances, the reason why it's so important here is when it's hard to see in the middle of it all, Having a word from God can be so important because it helps to ground us. It helps to take us back to what this is about. And if God is sleeping or seemingly sleeping, absent in the middle of your storm, your toughest chaos, and if, he, if he's really the reaction that he is having in the middle of the chaos is that he's not freaking out, Although we might attribute that as he's just not there, he's asleep, whatever. But if God is not freaking out in the middle of the storm, let's pay attention to that. What does that look like for you? Does it look like sometimes maybe as we bring the stress, Jesus says, give that to me and I'll give you my burden and my rest. Because as we freak out and as, as our mind, you know, as we, we allow fear sometimes to overtake us, which is part of the human experience, we gotta, <laughs> sometimes we've got to experience fear. But as we, as we face it and we feel it, do we stay there or do we go back and go, hey, our checks and balances were done. What's the word that I received? Otherwise, we will give ourselves over to fear. Instead of paying attention to what God is doing, not only in the middle of the storm, what he's done, what he's said, but we will miss what our part is to play in the middle of the storm. I want to encourage you, if you're going through a storm right now, yes, go to Jesus, go to God, 
Be honest, be authentic. God would rather we're honest and authentic with him than we try to lie to ourselves. This storm doesn't exist. La, la, la. It's all unicorns and rainbow. No, yeah, that's that's not going to work. That's silly. Bring it to God. Bring it to God with the confidence that, hey, God, I think you can do something about this. And in the process, let's remind ourselves what he says. Let's remind ourselves of who he is. Let's remind ourselves of what he has done so that our future is lit by his nature and character. And it creates hope and it creates a sense of, hey, I'm grounded in God and God's got this. And so one of the other things as well is in the middle of the storm when we go back to God, I don't know if, you, if you've ever felt this or if you've ever... Um, sort of had this challenge that, hey, even if maybe maybe you've prayed about something, haven't seen the solution for it for a while, maybe you have been, you had asked God to come through on something you, you, and you still haven't seen the solution or the outworking or the manifestation of, of, of an answer from God for a while, um, you know, I mean, you know, some, some things you, you just don't get answers for. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, um, if you read Hebrews chapter 11, you'll notice that the latter parts of those verses, nearing up to chapter 12, we do have quite a lot of people who are in the Bible and died without the hope of their prayers being answered, without their suffering being answered. And so I suppose that one of the things that comes to mind here is um, the 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 three guys that were caught up in Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and caught up in, 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 this, in this same kind of trial, fiery trial, where they would have to trust in the character of God, not because of the results in front of them, but because of their conviction that God is God, whether or not things outside look good. It doesn't always turn out in favorable ways for us. It also doesn't always turn out in unfavorable ways for us. Whether or not God intervenes is not up to us, it's up to God. But us going to God is definitely up to us. And, and I want to encourage you with this. Whether or not, we're, whether or not the storm will be taken care of and dealt with. That's outside of our control. Sometimes part of that is outside of our control. But going to God is inside of our control. And so I want to encourage you, if, when, you when you have this moment, this tension of going, hey, I don't know if it's worth going to God because I don't really know whether or not I will get an answer for this. In that moment, I want to encourage you to lean in and take it to God. Take that tension to God and process it with him. He might have something to say about that. Now, one of the questions that Jesus brings to his disciples is, um, hey, do you, do you still have little faith? Why are you so afraid? And so for me, the first time I saw that, um, I was like, you know, it does say a lot about Jesus' mentality, but it also says, you know, one of the first time I saw that, it also says, hey, was Jesus expecting these guys to 
have a strong faith like himself. But like I said in the beginning, we don't have, um, we're not privy to the nuance or the tone that Jesus um, brings about there. But I do believe it is important because essentially, you know, this little story there is a beginning part where God says something, there's a middle part which is where things come into chaos and then God speaks into the middle part and speaks peace. And then he, remind, he reminds them to have faith. And I think that is, um, if I'm not incorrect, I think that's in, in the words that he said before, let us go to the other side, believing wholeheartedly that we would go to the other side. And so whether or not your storm is going to be taken care of, Jesus is on your side. And if he doesn't speak peace to the storm, oftentimes he will speak peace to our hearts. But don't let your doubt keep you from taking it to him anyway. Because what doubt says is, your God's not bigger than this. And one of the more challenging things I got from this passage was, hey, if God who I worship is not bigger than my storm and my challenges that I'm facing, then the God that I'm worshiping is not the God of the Bible, that Jesus who calms the storm, that's not really him. It's per- perhaps somebody else. And, and and this was really challenging for me because then uh, it means that I've got to look at my life and sort of go, what are those things in my life that perhaps I'm, re- I'm really apprehensive about bringing to God because I'm not really sure whether or not I'll get an answer or I'll get the answer that I want. And I wonder if you've ever found yourself in in, in my shoes, you know, in a situation like that, or perhaps you're going through something that you just don't know. Like, can I trust you with this, God? And not just, not just trust you for an answer, but just give it to you and trust that you see it and you're going to give me what I need to work it out. Whether it's a yes to fixing this and to finding a way a way out of this right now or it's a hey let's do a journey process in creating strength and resistance while this thing is still present present in my life and so at at many points it's really a it's really a point um it's really i suppose a test of trusting who god is so I encourage you, do your checks and balances, your daily checks and balances. Um, check, do the soul checks, the stuff that you know is going to sustain your soul today, tomorrow, the day after. Hey, do those things because when turbulence comes, you're actually going to need to rely on, you're going to need to rely on, on, on the words of God that have that you've allowed to penetrate deep into your soul and and do the internal changes and do the groundwork that needs to do so that when you come up to the storm your perspective is informed by the words you had and by the seed that's been planted in your heart and the and the presence of God that you've experienced that's going to impact how you see the storm and don't let your storm determine your outlook on who God is on where you're going, on why you're there, on who you are. 
Instead, take it to God and allow God to shape you and mold you because he is bigger than the storm that you're facing. However, the answer of that situation, lift that that up to him and allow that tension to be there so that we don't place our trust in the answer. Instead, we place our trust in the one who is going to bring us through, who's going to bring us the answer. Hey, that's the end of that episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for lending your ear to this. Hey, I really hope that this encouraged you and brought uh, a little bit of perspective, perhaps, to what you're going through if you're going through a bit of a rough time. And again, I want to remind you and ask you this question. How is your mental health? Um, Part of the thing that, that happens as well when we go through hard circumstances is we can try, we can be tempted to make really um, permanent decisions, life decisions um, when we're going through rough times that perhaps aren't so good for us um, or we can just feel a little bit too overwhelmed and not have anywhere to go. How is your mental health going? Hey, I want to encourage you. Let me know if there is any way I can be praying for you. Get in touch with me. Would love, would love, would love, would love to be praying for you. Thank you for tuning in, lending your ear. Hey, if there are some things in this podcast, in this episode that impacted you, um, you know, I want to encourage you to go have a conversation with somebody that you care about, that cares about you, who wants the best for you. If you're new, subscribe, leave a review, get in touch with me on my socials. Hey, if you haven't been on my Instagram page, I usually post a quote there. Hey, get in touch with me. Let me know how that's impacting you as well. Or just go there and just, you know, take it in, think about it, ask me what I mean by that, whatever, happy to chat. Um, But apart from that, I hope you have a great week and um, we'll see you back here next Tuesday for a brand new episode with Globin. Ciao.